The Million Dollar Movie won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is another... For, For the, the stepdads. stepdads. Yeah, your dorky old stepdads are here to talk about <laughs> the ones that started them all and yeah. what we're doing. What a fun month, man. It was. It really was. We we did a lot of talking about a lot Holy of movies. movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen most of these movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most. There's only three. But, uh, but my God, I, I think all three of them are my favorite of the bunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aliens is a great movie. It's a fantastic action movie, but I think Alien is a superior film. Yes. I think in terms of plot, story, and character development, and the fact that they have nothing, no weapons, you know. No, they're just dudes going out, and then then things happen to them. Yeah, and and again, too, it's something that kind of came out of nowhere and was so unique. Right. Right. You know, it wasn't just Jaws and Space. It had a lot more going for it. Right. And same with... uh, Terminator, you know, Terminator yeah. Two is an is a great, amazing movie. Yeah, yeah, but it's flawed. And Terminator One is just such a perfect, compact story. Yeah. You know, I I mean, personally, I would probably put T Two over Terminator, but only for nostalgia because sure. that's the one that I got me into the franchise. Right, right. But it also made the franchise happen. And the franchise got stupid, <laughs> so yes. I, I will always fault it for that. But there's – I always took for granted Arnold's performance. Yeah. And really yeah. watching it this time, it was incredible. Yeah. The way He's, he moved, oh. the way he handled the guns, the way he did everything was absolutely amazing. I, I know this yep. is going to sound weird, <laughs> but I think it might be his best acting role. Yeah, I – Yes and no. I mean, he's, it's definitely, he's a much better actor than people give him credit yes. for. Yes. Uh, because I, I think about stuff like twins and things, you know. Sure. And, and was it Mandy? Was, or not Mandy. There was, uh, no, 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 no. It there was, was some uh, movie recently where he played, it was like a zombie thing and his daughter yeah. was a zombie. It was like. Maybe it was Mandy. No, Mandy was the one with Nick Cage. Oh, uh, but it, it was similar. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, he's he's an old guy and he's he's trying to save his kid. Ow, yeah. She's yeah. a zombie. But it's not. But he's good. I mean, but this is you definitely can see how committed he gets to a character and like wants to be good. The man has a work ethic. Yes, and he you know does. whatever he lacks, let's say, in talent or whatever, right. he makes right. up for. Lean like Tom Cruise, except Tom Cruise doesn't seem to be having any fun. You know, yeah, he pretends to. He tries to make he, you think he, he is. He sure puts on that. <laughs> Some of his best acting is pretending like he's a normal human being. Yeah. But I think Arnold just loves all of it. Yeah. We talked about yeah. this before, but and it's just it's infectious, you know. And 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 like I compared before, everything about Cruz and The Rock and all right. of these quote unquote movie stars of today yeah. is yeah. so manufactured. Especially for yeah. like social media and yeah. all these little things. And I get it. You know, they're all, it's publicist run Hollywood these days. Right, right. But it, even when it looks like he and Kevin Hart are quote unquote having fun, it just yeah. always seems manufactured to me. You can always see that little in the back of his head, like, is this going to work? Is this going <laughs> to yes, work? Exactly. I, but but I, also to, to piggyback on that, I, I feel like Arnie is the last of like, 
the Hollywood star that just really revels in it. Yeah. Like, Brad Pitt is a great actor, yeah. and he's a huge star. But if he never made another movie again, he'd be perfectly happy. Brad Pitt is a character actor trapped in a leading man's body. Yes, yes. And he always has been, and he always will it, be. But he's, and he always seemed a little uncomfortable with the attention. Still you does. Know? And Yeah, and Arnie is the exact opposite. But I would put Brad more as an actor I agree. than a movie I agree. star. I think, like... Well, they tried to make him a movie star. Well, I think a movie star, to me, is somebody that transcends it all, you know? Transcends whatever material they're doing, and it doesn't matter what it is. People are going to see it because, you know, and that's, that's... That's Schwarzenegger. That's Schwarzenegger, and that is, to a certain extent, Stallone, or it used to be, And Chuck Norris. And... (laughs) <laughs> just like the other guys, um, but and, and you know, but but you're right. And, and I'm like, look, I'm not disparaging The Rock or Kevin Hart no. or any of these guys. These they've guys, made really fun movies. Oh my god! Yeah. And 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 the stuff that they've accomplished is extremely admirable. Yeah. The way that Kevin Hart can sell out stadiums is oh yeah. Is yeah. Somebody being on stage in front of so like. Tens of thousands of people. That's incredible to me. Like, yeah. the fact that he can do something so intimate in front of so many people. That's great. Right. I'm not... Just because they manage their careers, I'm not faulting them for it. I'm faulting them for trying to pass it off as something yeah. else. I mean, yeah. that's a little disingenuous yeah. to your fans. And, and you don't need to do that. You're already yeah. big enough. And I think... You know, the, the rivalry that The Rock has with whomever, it's all kind of silly yeah, and stupid. Who? Exactly, but it comes up. It's like, oh, you know, it's all this fake and Whatever. phony bravado crap. But the rivalry between Stallone and, and Arnold was yeah. absolutely real and was one of the great – I want to see a movie right. about their rivalry right. and all of the stuff they did because they effed with each other so crazily. Yeah. And then went into business together, which is just yeah. beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, they well, knew who they it, were. I honestly, I, I always think that Stallone was just always in his shadow. I, I don't, I, for me, it was always Arnie. I mean, because he was so easy to watch. It and, must, yeah. I think it must have yeah. been tough for Stallone, who he came out as an actor and a filmmaker, right? Yeah. Rocky yeah. was not I mean, Rocky what it was. Rocky was an independent picture. Yeah, it was like an it independent was, film. Yeah. And a very, very good one. Yeah, yeah. Really well written, really well acted by him. Mm-hmm. Totally pigeonholed him and everybody thinking he's a dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but he's but it just shows, you know, yeah. that he's a good actor. And and I think he made the switch to becoming a movie star right. around Rambo, I think. It was know. Rambo First Blood Part Two, for sure. Right. That was the and one around that, Rocky Three or Rocky Four or whatever. Rocky Three, three was like really Where it was really like, big. okay. Yeah. And but I, mean, I think he, he fights Mr. T. <laughs> I'm a fool. Uh, or Hulk Hogan is I don't remember. Maybe both. Both, both in that movie. Both, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm yeah. gonna throw you, brother. I'm gonna throw you right <laughs> out of the ring. Um, yeah, dumb. But uh, great soundtrack. But uh, <laughs> but I think for him, Arnold came out. He did Conan. Yeah, well, I mean, he did Hercules, which nobody paid attention to. No, yeah, it was super with early. his dubbed voice. Yeah, That's so yeah. great. If you've ever seen that movie, it's hilarious. It's ridiculous. He yeah. talks like this. Hello, I am Hercules, <laughs> and I am here to have some biscuits. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I think Arnie came out, blew it out of the water with Conan, which was such a cult hit. Yeah, and yeah. such a beloved character for the few of us who really you know knew oh, who yeah. Conan was. Oh yeah, yeah. And and then Terminator, and then just a roller coaster. Of hits, right, and 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 started eclipsing 
Sly, which pushed him, yeah, and then pushed each other, and yeah. that which led us to the destruction of Hollywood. Basically, the right. the fact that budgets and salaries <sighs> and everything got way too out of proportion and still, crazy, still is, yeah. And then they sabotaged the last action hero to put a uh, to squash it, yeah, to squash yeah. it. And uh, but it was fascinating. It was a fascinating time, and unlike any other time. Oh, yeah. In terms of, like, rivalry and movie stars. And yeah, it was fun. It was fun as an audience member to be able to watch this stuff. So much fun. Because we didn't give an S about no. box office receipts. We weren't looking every no. Monday to see, oh, what were the numbers? We wanted a good movie. We wanted to see what Sly was saying about I, Arnold and what Arnold yeah. was saying about Sly and what... And, you know, eventually what they were both saying about Bruce Willis. But uh, <laughs> when they all became pals. But it's just, it was this kind of... It's really hard to explain. It's it's a kind of a silly bravado. There's so much silliness and, yeah. and, and fun to it, and harmless fun too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're the worst thing that came out of this rivalry was stop or my mom will shoot. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, they probably pushed themselves physically too much or whatever. But yeah. well, Stallone definitely did. Yeah, he did. But but also, and then uh, you know, and 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 first blood, uh, right out of the gate, his best movie. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's an easy call for best of the bunch. I mean... Oh, oh yes. You know. Yes. But still, it's just these three movies kicked off franchises in, 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 a, in a... It was a, it was a, a, a little burp that turned into an explosion right. almost right. with right. each of these. And it's so much fun to go back and watch them. Yeah. Yeah, they're so good. Uh, I did find, after we did uh, the uh, uh, First Blood episode, that apparently at one point Quentin Tarantino wanted to readapt... The novel. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it was around. It was probably like four years ago. But he wanted to do um, do it with Adam Driver oh. and as Rambo, and then uh, Kurt Russell as Teasel, but mm. make it more more in line with the the yeah. book. And because there's way more about Teasel in the book than there is in the movie. And then he did a great job. I mean, the 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 he was amazing, amazing. But uh, but it would have been interesting. It and I, been. I then again, that's Tarantino. He does that a lot. Where he's like, "Oh, this would be. I want to do Star Trek movie," sure, and then sure, he never sure. does. As much as I adore Kurt Russell, I just after reading the book, especially yeah, which we both read the book, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, because we're very professional <laughs> broadcasters. <laughs> uh, but after reading the book. I, honestly, I think like a Paul Giamatti almost, or or somebody less physically yeah. imposing and 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 less less action-y. actiony. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, I agree. I, I agree. love him, but he's just he's such a tough guy. Even right. now, even watching him in Monarch, the yeah. guy is in his seventies. You 70s, know, he's got to be in his seventies, and yeah. he is still tough as nails. You know, yeah, yeah. great teeth, um, <laughs> greatest teeth in Hollywood. But uh, but yeah, I. I Adam Driver seems like a really cool choice, though. I mean, I think he... Yeah, and he, uh, given his military background, yeah. like he would he would be great. And he's a great... Man, I've been going back and watching old SNL skits with yeah. Adam Driver, and oh that man commits. Well, he... First of all, he memorizes everything. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. Uh, he's never looking at that. 99% of them don't. It, it, yeah. it just shows the laziness of the cast... <laughs> because he's looking them directly in the eye and they're looking off at the, yeah, you know, yeah. he's connecting 100% to the point where he makes them all break because yeah. he's so absolutely he's unbreakable. so committed into Oh, my that. God. He gets to the heart of whatever character yeah. he's playing, whether yeah. it's a three-minute sketch or a three-hour movie. And I think it's the the talent and the discipline yeah, yeah, and the research are the, the, the combination that make him such an amazing he's actor. He's so good. I mean, he actually made 65 watchable. 
uh, it was not a good movie. I don't know if I watched that. Uh, did, I thought we... Uh, no, no. I think Phoebe and I watched it. Uh, it's not good. I might have watched it. With the weird dinosaurs and the, yeah. like, you know... It's like, oh, yeah, they're aliens, but they're not aliens, but they're actually yeah. people, and they're whatever. Anyway, it, the, the movie had problems, but he was good. But good for him for taking some risks. You know, he yeah. could just do these crazy dramas all day long and win yeah. every award all the time, right. you know, and, right. and just become that guy. But it, but the fact that he took detours into Star Wars or took yeah. detours into yeah. in, into comedies, the, the Jim Jarmusch uh, the the where uh, the 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 zombie one the zombie one yeah 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 uh, they are all dead at the end or something something like I that with Bill Murray called, yeah such a funny movie yeah. and he's just he's great I yeah. love him and Adam and I would love to see him as Rambo I think he would be absolutely be in, incredible apparently they're also doing a a what they're calling Rambo New Blood which is a TV series I don't know anything else about it but apparently there is a it's a sequel apparently about like it's in the same Universe? franchise of the Rambo movies, but it's supposedly about Rambo's son. How they're going to work that in, I don't know. Um, Who's the mom? Everybody he ever loved died. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? They Who knows? Baby in a belly and kept her alive for nine months. But I got the impression that it was going to be similar to what Tarantino would do, is that it's going to be kind of a, kind of what we talked about in the episode, is going to be a, a closer adaptation of the original novel. Well, then just then, do the GD novel, for I know. F's sake. I know. I mean, I come know. on. I know. We don't need your cute little takes and tricks and tops. And just I, do I, the I, novel. I don't need the connection that he's, I, I still think my idea of, of Rambo coming in and doing the Troutman character would be a great way to cap out the entire franchise. That would but, be great. Or, yeah. or just make it a new movie and make Stallone Troutman. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and yeah. turn it around. I think everybody would be fine with it. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just about the book. The book is great. Yeah, it's really good. The book is really great. Really good. Written by? David Morrell. David Morrell, who's written several books. Yeah. Uh, he actually, one of our friends, uh, Jason Norrett, he was a teacher of his. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Apparently a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a very good teacher. Yeah. But, That's awesome. Uh, but I wasn't expecting, you know, I was expecting kind of a pulpy, yeah, you same. know, dime store kind of uh, you know, uh, ultra violent, especially with the uh, chronography. Car- chronography, uh, yeah. <laughs> carnage pornography. Ooh, um, but it wasn't at all. It was it so no. deep, and it really dealt. The the thing that I love about the book more than the movie is that we got to see both sides. We got to right. see Troutman, and we got to see Rambo. Right, and we right. got to. You know, or not Teasel and Rambo. Sorry, Teasel and Rambo. Yeah. Uh, but and that's that, but that's part of it is that why I felt like they shortchanged him in the movie because the end of that book is about both of them. Yeah, and and the things that they're they're both wrong. They you know? both can't let go. Yes, they're both stubborn yeah. a holes. Yes, who just can't let it go, and it kills them both. Spoiler yeah. alert. Sorry, yeah. but it's such a. Because you that's the thing. You get into their minds, you get into their yeah. thought process. Yes. And the, the, the internal struggle going on between what the F am I doing right. to I can't stop doing this. Yeah, I have to do this now. Like it's yeah, it, it's it is it is one of the best depictions of PTSD for mm-hmm. both characters. Yeah. Uh, without that, really that knowing that it, seen. that it was yeah. about that. Right. Which is right. even more incredible. Right. You know, because he was going up from what he said, he was he was basing a lot of it off of the students that came back. Right. In the late 60s from the Vietnam War yeah, and, and how were they were damaged. and Very and, damaged, yeah. And uh, suffering from PTSD, something that that they didn't know what it was. You know, it was just like, they, it was like the Vietnam blues is kind of like yeah. what they it called was, it. I mean, even, 
I remember, you know, early on in the 80s when I was young, like, you know, still Vietnam veterans were like, oh, the other's just, he's just crazy from the war, you know, and it's like nobody really knew what the hell was going on. No. No, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, well, the fireworks have started, got to lock him up in his room. And yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. well, why don't get him some help? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, it's Lord. <laughs> he's not a dog. No, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, there wasn't a lot of. Uh, there wasn't a lot of empathy towards our Vietnam vets no. after that war. No, it really and, wasn't, and, and it's disappointing. It and that compounds upon – I mean, think about being forced to do some of the things that they had to do in yeah. Vietnam. Yeah, They're already feeling horrible about it. They're yeah. already feeling tortured. And then instead of coming home and being forgiven or being praised or even just sympathy, you know? Yeah. You've been through a lot, guy. Come I on mean, in. Let's have a sandwich. Well, you know. I mean, what they knew, and again, I'm not a war expert, I'm not a PTSD expert, but like, going into it, it was like, oh, well, all, everybody in World War II, our fathers came back and were heroes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what, you know, I didn't want to go there, and, and now I had to, I had to do all this awful stuff, and I come back, and then you call me the bad guy. Yeah, well, also, their fathers came back damaged. Oh, no, they, and, 100%. <laughs> you know, and, and heroes are not... But there there, was a lot there of weren't any men. parades being thrown for the Vietnam No, veterans. just the opposite. And, and that's where we failed our veterans. Oh, horribly. Failed them. Still. We're still failing our veterans. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, this isn't that kind of show. But no, no. Yeah, I mean. But, yeah, you know, it's just, yeah. You got to take care Tur- of the people. Turn them up, spit them out. You know, it, you can't revere them one day and then vote against everything that, that will help them the next. Right. You're a hypocrite. Right. Um, but what a great book. If you haven't oh, read it. So good. Highly recommend it. Quick so read. Good. Yeah, get through yeah. it a couple. I got through it in like two or three sessions. Yeah, because um, it'll grip you. It'll keep you. It's and, good. It's really good. And uh, they did a really good job adapting it too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for what they had to do for a feature, like I think they did. I, 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 I think if they really wanted to do more of the Teasel stuff, it would have been like a three-hour movie. And I think for the time too, it was yeah. probably the best adaptation. Uh, agreed. They could agreed. Do. Um, you know, unless you got like Michael Cimino, uh, <laughs> taking the reins, yeah. but, uh, but yeah. So if for some bizarre reason you haven't seen any of these three movies, just get them. Yeah. Highly recommend. Uh, these are definitely three to put in your collection. We're going to be doing a, uh, this year we're going to be talking more about collections and things yeah. that you should put in your collection. Yes. And because you should be buying your physical media. <laughs> it is, it is time, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're learning more and more that we just lease the things that we have yep. digitally. We don't own them. Nope. And, uh, and there are different manufacturers, like uh, the Ubisoft uh, uh, gentleman, uh, the guy the, that's... The, I think he's the CEO. Of, or the president of Ubisoft. Of, oh, oh, not oh, of Ubisoft. No, no, of of digital, digital uh, yeah, distribution, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Of course, he's going to say it, but oh, he's yeah. like, well, get used to not owning your games. And I sent the, uh, <laughs> I sent the article to Adam... And his response, which was completely apt, was, F that. <laughs> yeah. and, and so this year I have decided that anything that I can buy, except yeah. for like little, you know, $2 or $5 yeah. games and stuff on sale. Right. But anything that I would buy digitally, I'm buying yeah. physically. Yeah. A, so we can share it. Yeah, yeah. 
B yeah. so I can have it. Mm, look, I did yeah. a B. Yeah, well, and C, C so I can enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, want. I, the only, I think the only game that is, has come out that is only digital that I, w- I will buy this year is Alan Wake 2. Yeah, and um, hopefully they'll do a... I was hoping, I can kind of hold out that they'll, they'll break down and, and do a physical release at some point, but we'll see. Knows. It seems like the company's going much more into the digital world. A lot of them are. And then, you know, you have companies like Ubisoft that are just basically going the streaming route where yeah. they want you to yeah. join like Ubisoft Direct. I don't even, is that what it's something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Where you can, and that's how you access all of your games. And right. it's like, right. no. And here's the, the biggest problem with it is they can remove titles anytime they want. Yeah. And the one thing that we've learned, one thing that, we, one thing that we've, we've learned, quite a few things <laughs> yeah. during the show, but one thing that we've learned is that it's hard to find some of your favorite stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Thank God for the library, because that's Uh, where we get a lot of our things, because they're not streaming. Some classics, foul play, couldn't find. Yeah. Yeah. I had to... I ended up... I think I say that. I got it from the library, but I think I ended up buying it, too, because I I loved that movie. It was great. But, yeah, there's so many things that... And even the library sometimes, you know, falls, because it's... they, They have limited resources, too. Yeah. It's just that they happen to have like coming up in uh, March. We've got a, a bunch of movies that I I think at least a third of them or half of them we're going to get from the library. Tough, tough gig, yeah. and that's the problem. You know, that's 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 where you are a. I was going to say slave, but that seems like a very <laughs> bad analogy. But you are at the mercy of the distributor. You're at the mercy of uh, these corporations yeah. in terms of what you want to watch when you want to watch it. Yeah, and. Yeah. They could take it away at any time. Just yeah. like Zaslav and Warner Brothers cut license with PlayStation and bought a bunch of their titles, and then yeah. they yanked them out of your library. Right. Right. They yanked PT out Stuff of your library. Stuff that you technically paid for. Yes. That you thought you owned. Yes. And we're yeah. learning that we don't. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend. Uh, I mean, I had a huge DVD collection. I got rid of a lot of it. Granted, it was bloated. Yeah. I didn't need most of it. Yeah. But now it's like I very am very conscious about the stuff that I really like. Yeah. I will get on Blu-ray. I will get on 4K. At least your top 20 flicks. That's yeah. I, I get your top 20 movies yeah. on Blu-ray or DVD or however you want to watch it. VHS, if that's your yeah. thing. And, and you can find a lot of DVDs now because there's still people selling them. You can oh, still yeah. find a lot on Amazon, like five bucks for a DVD or something. And they're cheap. Look, we next month we're doing... Uh, First loves, yeah, and they, they're the, the the like for me. One of them is Six Million Dollar Man, yeah. which is the first television show that I l- loved. I mean, right. I loved TV right. before that, but it was the show that I could not ma- that that shaped a lot of who I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And luckily, he was a good role model. But <laughs> but I as watching it and loving it because I haven't seen it since I was a kid again. I mean, yeah. most of the stuff I've watched this month just reruns. Six million dollars, man. Just yeah, same, same. Because it's just so fascinating. <laughs> it is super Wait weird. To talk about it. I love it. But you can get the entire series and all the movies on DVD. Yeah, for including under seventy bucks. Yeah, including the the six TV movies, yeah. the three at the beginning, the three hundred hour long episodes, and the three at the end. You literally, they're not on any streaming nope. services anywhere. Nope. And then you know, for another nineteen bucks. You can on DVD. You can pick up the Bionic Woman and have the whole yeah. shebang, yeah. which I want to do. And that's the thing. Just 
just get your favorites. You don't have to go. Don't have to be like Adam and I used to be every Tuesday <laughs> on release day, going yeah, down to Best yeah. Buy and filling our little yeah. baskets. Be a little more judicious with your buying, <laughs> but at least but, your top twenty movies. But this is why, like right around Christmas, I bought the Twilight Zone on Blu-ray, and yeah. and it was like. 20 30 bucks but it was and i have it all on dvd but there was a few extras features mm-hmm. and i was like you know what i want to see these and they look great on paramount yeah. like they look great but who knows when that's gonna go away and and i want to be able to rewatch it whenever i want to or how long until they all force us to watch commercials like Ugh. amazon is doing yeah yeah prime is doing and prime, yeah. you know you become a hostage <sighs> i know that's not Okay, we're going to totally cut that because <laughs> that is absolutely wrong. You become beholden yes. to these companies and they dictate your viewership and they dictate yeah. how you watch stuff. And, when, and and I don't want that. I want the freedom to do well, what I want. They sold the streaming services as you can watch anything you want anytime. Mm-hmm. And they still are say, saying that when they realize they can't do that. No. So they don't, but they keep telling you that. and. And it's, yeah. it's frustrating. And they keep bouncing, you know, shows that HBO have had for since the onset are now going to different streaming services. Yeah. And you can't guarantee that anything's going to be where you want it to be when it's there. And, yeah. And we've, you know, we've gone to watch a movie and it's on there one day. And then the next day when we go to watch it, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And it, every month, I, it's like you got to keep... Go through because I write the scripts pretty far in advance, and like got to go through and keep looking to see, like, oh, yeah. is it still there? Is it still there? Yeah, yeah. This this make this the year of physical media for you, and 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 I'm telling you, if you put, you know, put thirty, forty bucks every month into a little yeah. kitty, yeah, and then you, especially look, if you're getting stuff that's from the '70s or TV shows from the '70s or '80s. I personally think that the best way to get them is DVD. Yeah. Because yeah. that's – if it's too clear, yeah, like yeah. watching The Six Million Dollar Man, you can see within the shot there's three different people. Yeah. There's Stuntman yeah. 1, Stuntman <laughs> 2, and then Steve. You yeah. know? <laughs> and then, you know, because it's just – it's too – Crystally clear, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's our rant, our physical media rant. And we're going to be talking more about that this month. And, yeah. and, and oh, not this month. We're going to be talking about this more this year. Yeah. Giving yeah. you guys some recs. Uh, we will definitely recommend the, the $6 million oh, man yeah. box yeah. set, baby. Because that, whew, that show is unlike anything. Yeah. Anything yeah. ever. It is insane. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, so what was your favorite of the month? My favorite movie? Well, not like... Or just favorite, favorite. Well, no, from from the three that we watched... Oh, oh, I see, I see. Like, not necessarily... Because I, yeah, yeah, I think Alien is my probably my favorite of the three. But I think my favorite watch of this month was Rambo. Was uh, First, First Blood. Blood. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, my probably my favorite of the three movies was The Terminator. But only because I'm a huge time travel nerd. Sure. And like... It, it it kind of surreptitiously introduced the whole time travel concept to a lot of people. Yeah. And because this was before Back to the Future and, and God knows that just cemented it. But it was interesting. It was like, oh, you know, for me, it was that moment of like, they can do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not what? Like, nothing is, is safe, you know. But I love that movie. Uh, but but I'd never I don't think I'd ever seen First Blood before we covered it. And, and it is a phenomenal film. It really is. It really is. And it gets... Buried in the garbage that is the sequels, yeah. um, as why you never saw I, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I think, uh, 
Yeah, it was, again, Aliens is the, my favorite of the bunch. I just yeah. think it is such a perfect movie. Such a perfect, yeah. perfect movie. And such an amazing debut for Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but but the joy of rewatching First Blood after not seeing it for decades, right. it was just... It was so surprising, again, just how good that movie is and how great Sylvester Stallone is in it. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, Some of the best acting he's he's done uh, by far, by far. Yeah, all of them. And and these, if any of these three movies were made today, they would not be anywhere nearly as good. No, I agree. I agree. Because they would have, Terminator would have been some low-budget B, you know, (laughs) crap fest. And then... First Blood would have been an over-the-top. Either it would go yeah. way, way too into the drama aspect of it, or right. it would just ramp up the ultraviolence and make it, you know. I, well, the funny thing is that all those franchises, you can tell how they got worse as it went on. Well, the beauty of these franchises is they're all kind of time capsules of, right. of the time that they're made, you know, because we, we get to watch these franchises grow through the 80s and the 90s and the right. 2000s and how they change and switch and move around. That was uh, actually, you just sent me an article about uh, Noah Hawley is doing uh, an alien TV show yeah. and talked about how even working with Ridley Scott, how he's kind of going to ignore the last two movies yeah, because he's like, suddenly they're using technology that's like hundreds of years past what the first movie was. Right. And, and it's, and it's like, that's not their prequels. Like what? Yeah. Like, they didn't make any sense. <laughs> I think the word he used was problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for his story, which is, but he should be able to, Yeah, you know, I mean, we all, if you're going to make something within the lore, let's say lore, right, right. because it's not necessarily the same story. It's no, in the same no. universe. In the universe. Yeah. You know, we, they ignore and retcon all sorts of yeah. stuff all yeah. the time. You, you look at Star Wars, you know. Star Wars, so much of what was canon is now not canon. Right, and right. Canon, 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 and can, can't, can't. So, <laughs> well, that was, see, but I, I feel like that was part of the problem with my, the first episode one, two, and three, because it seemed like they had much better technology than they did 30 years later when it was suddenly episode four, and it was like, oh, this is why I love stuff like Andor yeah. or or um, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were in the realm of that universe, right? And they're they're done so well, right. and they're so much fun to watch because they also have the template of the yes. technology. Sure, sure, but I mean, like that's. But I, honestly, um, you don't need just to, to uh, yeah, counter whatever. your point. The High Republic era was much more of a technologically yeah, in, advanced. In era thirty years, it all went universe. away. Thirty years, mm, quite a bit. Okay. See, you understand when. Um, the emperor took over. Uh, uh, he uh, made all the technology go away. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's nothing you're going to say that's going to make convince what technology? me. That what technology? I don't. It, it, it looked too sleek. It looked too. It was, and it made me sad because it was George Lucas doing it. Like right. He could have easily have designed it to be like, oh, this is the precursor of the stuff that we had. You know, but no, he wanted to do his thing and like whatever. I, I just just to be devil's advocate, th- there I was. Tatooine was the same Tatooine. Sure, we saw a bunch of planets we had never seen before. Sure. Those planets had different technology. Okay. Different planets would have different right. technology. Right. Fair, I think. 
Fair. I'm an apologist. I'm and not I, even an apologist. I'm just a lover. I just I, I my the, my least favorite thing about it is that the uh, the Obi Wan tiny little side rat tail went out of fashion by the time Episode Four happened. Um, that is because he wasn't a Jedi yet, Adam. <laughs> that was a Padawan's. <laughs> Braid, if you um, pay attention to I what just, it is to be a Jedi. I really, really don't like the prequels. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I love them. I love them enough but for the both of us. I am really excited about the Noah Hawley Alien TV show. I'm guessing it'll probably come out next year. I don't think it'll be this year. At oh, no. no. Um, ah, speaking of Noah Hawley, uh, yeah. I can't wait. I'm going to watch the last episode of the latest season of Fargo, Fargo after yeah. today's show. And man, oh man, has that been a great, great season. Yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah. Juno Temple and John Hamm and <laughs> and Lamorne Morris Lamorne Morris Lamorne yes. Morris from the New Girl uh, he's insane it's just it's such a fun I, and a lot of people apparently don't really like this season yeah I don't I don't get it it's so that's weird because I don't I mean I love John Hamm and I like Juno Temple and I like uh, uh, Lamorne Morris yeah uh, like I don't know and I Noah Hawley's a fantastic writer and like, the kid I, from uh, from Stranger Things, Joe Keery. Oh, remember Joe Keery? He was the guy. He's you know, uh, I, I didn't. I only saw the first season he was in. I didn't see the second season of Stranger Things. Yeah, I never. I haven't watched the last the last two. I think. Oh, yeah. you're missing out. Anyway, he was really good on that show. Jennifer Jason Leigh is amazing, and Dave Foley oh, is. I didn't ab- even realize he was in it. Oh, he's so good. He's oh, so God, good. Okay. All and right. then there's this guy, Sam Spruel. I think that's how that you say his name. Sounds very familiar. He plays this character that might just be a sin eater from a different oh. dimension. Oh, wow. No, wow. It's not like in a weird pointed out way. That's right. just kind of like what I'm okay. thinking just okay. from watching him. Also, Risha Morjani is in it. She was in Never Have I Ever as the aunt. She's a really great actor. Um, and David Reisdahl plays the husband. Nice. Uh, just a really great cast. Really, I've really enjoyed I was so skeptical when Fargo was announced years yeah. ago. Yeah, same. Uh, because what an amazing movie. It seemed extremely pointless. Right. But I was wrong. The I've f- enjoyed every season. First season was phenomenal. Unreal, yeah. Second season was phenomenal. Third season f- fell off a little bit. Which For one was me, that? The one with the alien. Uh, that's just the last one. Um, oh, no, wait. Or no, was the that last the second one, one? That was the second one. I didn't watch the third one. Sorry. The fourth one, you mean? Because I think this is the fifth is, one? Oh, I think you're right. Uh, because the, the the last one was with Chris Rock, which I really enjoyed. Yes. I love Chris yeah, Rock. Yeah, because the second season was about the... Twins, wasn't it? No, no. It was the older... Uh, it was the older guy from the first season who is set in the 70s. Right. Yeah. That was great. Oh, that, that was, was a great, so great season. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third one was with... Uh, I think the third one was with the alien. Obi-Wan the alien playing the thing. twins? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Obi-Wan. He, ha- he still had his little side braid. He did. Because he was not <laughs> quite a Jedi yet, One of, yet, one of them did. One of them did. It was yeah. Padawan braid. So just, apparently it's just the Chris Rock season I didn't see. Okay. Well, you should. I need to rewatch all of them because I really, really enjoy Noah Hawley and his writing. Yeah. And, and it's really fun to see these actors playing against type or playing right. against what they usually play. I mean, Jennifer Jason Lee. There's no type for her. She plays everything, yeah, and she yeah. does it perfectly. Right. And no different in this. She is absolutely a standout, yeah. just phenomenal artist. And, uh, and John Hamm, just seeing him as a bad guy and so imposing and right. kind of chubby right. and and just this horrible human being. He's, he's so good at playing a bad guy. He's great. And there's also – he's got another another show out. 
I think it's called Grimsburg. It's an animated show. Oh. They had the pilot on Fox. Funny as hell. I yeah. loved it. He yeah. plays this kind of washed up detective nice. in this town that's been cursed since the 1600s, the murder capital of the United States. Nice. And he gets his badge back. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Let's uh, Speaking of New Girl, let's talk about that movie we're going to talk about. All right. Uh, yes. It's uh, from Jake Johnson, who wrote, uh, directed, and stars in it. Knew had to do everything. From New Girl. Uh, it was Self-Reliance, which I want to say I think it was on Amazon Prime. Uh, it was on Hulu. Hulu. It was on Hulu. Uh, Self-Reliance uh, about Jake Johnson is a sad sack <laughs> who, uh, who is – it's not very far from his new girl character. Not very far from um, most of his characters. No, he's kind so, of a slovenly so sad funny, sack. Though. He's really good. He also played Peter Parker in the animated yeah. uh, Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man movies. Um, uh, but this movie's fantastic. It's it's him essentially getting invited into uh, this deep web online like game where he has to survive being hunted. Yeah. Uh, but the only way that they cannot kill him uh, is or or if he's a not if he's not alone, they can't kill him. Right. If he's in the company of somebody else, yeah. he can't be killed. It's basically uh, the most dangerous game. Right. Uh, played for laughs. <laughs> but it's very funny. And I got to be honest, it had me questioning everything through the that, entire movie. That was the genius. Yeah. That was the genius of this movie. Because it's so clearly, and this is why I love Jake Johnson. Yeah. Because he so clearly pushed it into a way where it's a psychological in his head. Right. Uh, we're going to get in a little bit of spoilers here. Yeah. So, so just so if so you be, haven't be seen careful, it, yeah. we're not going to spoil it, but... But he just gives you and gives you and gives you so much just to push. And everybody knows him. It's like, dude, you're crazy. And the way he says it. Yeah, Wayne Brady came to dad and told him to come see me after 40 years. Wayne Brady? Yeah. Yeah. And it just, everything points to the fact that he's having a complete breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and this is how he's coping with it. Right. But it isn't. And that's what I love about it is because he it isn't. Yeah. It is real. Yeah. And <laughs> he's not crazy. And he isn't crazy. And Wayne Brady but comes maybe to he <laughs> is. But I don't think so. Uh, I mean, yes, that's the beauty of it, too, is you could I, really. But I think he pretty much put a pin in it with the th- Wayne Brady. I think it. so, too. But I. But I. And uh, the fact that the money wasn't really the money. And right, it was it was right. Danish kroners. Or it, <laughs> it was yeah. being like $11 <laughs> yeah, or he's something. He's $4,000 a month yeah. for like 120 months. You know, but it, he, by the end, he's got a. A good friend. Yeah. The yeah. homeless guy who's now his roommate. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. It's it, – no, he has – Jake Johnson – is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Jake Johnson has an incredible talent for playing underdogs. Yeah. And also for having these, like, stereotypical things turn out not stereo. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the yeah. whole homeless yeah. guy thing was just beautiful. It was great. It was, it was great. so great. He, it's, there's so much humanity to this film. Yes. And and, yeah. and it's so sneakily, subversively <laughs> deep. It is. It really Hidden is. Hidden in this, this, this crazy, you know, well, they, it, is it real? Is it not real? Andy Samberg's hilarious oh playing himself. That was, that was so great. So Andy Samberg told you to get into this game? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he did. Oh, he does it's such so a good. good job. It's such a great movie. Such a good job. Anna Kendrick is great in it. Yeah. 
Uh, Natalie Morales. Yeah, small part, but she's great. I I have a talent crush on Natalie Morales. Oh, she's she, like, awesome. Everything she's in, I, I'm always excited. To she see was her. in Parks and Rec. She was in a bunch. She had her own show for a little while. She did. She had a, uh, it was actually, there was a, I think it was on um, like ABC Family or something, but it was, she was a superhero. It was written by one of the writers of Lost, oh. uh, but it ran for a couple seasons and I watched it all. She had she another really network series where oh, yeah, she yeah. like opened up this rooftop bar yeah, yeah, in the her bar. apartment yeah, and, yeah. you know, just had people. It was <laughs> like a cheers out. for the new, yeah. it didn't yeah. last, but it was, it was a, her charm made the series yeah. totally watchable. She's, She's so good. Uh, and Anna Kendrick was so good in this. And I, so different than she usually plays. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She was very, it was a great performance by her. And it's nice to see, it's like the same thing with Lamorne Morris in, yeah. in Fargo. It's nice to see that these actors that play a lot of similar characters, because that's the work that they get. I, that's how Hollywood works. Get to stretch their talents and show us what they can do right. and that they're not just this right and, which right. is you know that's every actor but it almost seems to me like we're getting back into a kind of pigeonhole yeah yeah era in hollywood where it's like hey, yeah you gotta do unless you're big enough yeah to yeah. to have your own production company or whatever yeah yeah i don't i it seems very much so that you're you're not getting a lot of work if you're not doing that essentially replicating the thing you just did right Oh, yeah. people see you this way. They don't yeah. want to see you that way. And That's this is how you're selling yourself on social media, so you have to be that way. <laughs> right. But if you haven't seen Self-Reliance, it is our pick of the month. Highly recommend. It's, it's so far, my favorite movie of the year. Oh, wow. Well, it's pretty early <laughs> in the year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely run to it, if, especially if you're a fan of subversive comedy or just comedy. Oh. Yeah, or any of these actors, you're really, really gonna like it. It's 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 a it's a sweet surprise. Yeah, yeah. It was all four of us that watched it. Really liked it, and I yeah. and definitely uh, Phoebe is a lot more um, uh, picky about mm-hmm. movies and stuff. Yeah. And, and and her and Newt both really liked it. I it, it's really good. Highly recommend it. Yeah, it yeah. Everybody loved it. Um, is there any other movies that you saw this month that you want to check about? <laughs> well, yeah, I've been uh, I've been attempting to watch. Flowers of the or Fla- flowers of the rebel moon? No, no, sorry, yes. that would be that would be an amazing, awful flowers movie. Flowers of the rebel moon. Um, which, by the way, I tried watching Rebel Moon. Yeah. I wasn't even paying attention, and forty minutes into it, I was so bored, I turned it off. Yeah, it's god awful. It doesn't even deserve our words. No, it I, I just because I, I was like, well, I'm curious. Every time I looked up, there was like it was like a different planet, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. Some it guy, doesn't matter. You're, you're riding, and some guy's lunging. And, yeah. and then you're like three pages in and you look up and he's still lunging. Yeah. And then yeah. and then you got four more pages Just done whatever. and it's about a half an hour getting ready for let you look up and finally he's connecting. Yeah. Um it it, it has its uh apologists. They're out there and they are very strong, strong opinionated people. Well, the Snyderverse people. Mm. They sure love Mr. Schneider. Yeah. And I just don't uh, get it. But, don't trust anybody. But you, so you did start watching Flowers of the Blood Moon. Yes. Yes. And I've been enjoying it. And I'm honestly, I'm really upset that I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, because yeah. it's the type of movie that deserves me being in a darkened theater and right. watching it for three hours. Full attention. Straight yeah. through. Yeah. Because it's great. It's really, yeah. really good. I mean, it's freaking Scorsese. And... De Niro is really great in it. Oh, wow. And, uh, DiCaprio. Di- well, yeah, DiCaprio is really great. He's kind of ugly. Mm, what? That's impossible. Um, also, if I saw it in the theater, I would have known that it was called 
killers of the flower moon. <laughs> um, <laughs> no blood on this moon. But Lily Gladstone is amazing in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm really, I'm about maybe half hour, 40 minutes in. I haven't even seen Jesse Plemons or Brendan Fraser yet. Wow. Um, so I didn't even realize they were in it. No, neither did I because I haven't gotten there yet. John Lithgow. I didn't know he was in it either. But it's a really, really interesting story that I really didn't know about uh, the yeah. Osage Indians. Yeah. Who uh, the land, you know, one of the, the reservations that they kept pushing him, pushing him to worse and worse land. Right. That land popped oil. And ah. those mother effers were rich as can be. Wow. And so what happened is these white dudes were starting to marry into the family oh. under the guise of, you know, uh, incest type of thing, you know. Oh, they need, so to, they need new to blood. Branch out. New yeah. blood. But all of the Native Americans were dying in strange suicides. Wow. And, you know, so it's not going to be a happy ending. It's not going to be... <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure that you involve the indigenous people in America and then white guys taking oil, never going to be a happy ending. We'll have to say this, man. It is an amazing renaissance of Native American art. And, you know, watching this and uh, Reservation Dogs and then us watching Echo. Yeah, and And, uh, True Detective Night Country. True Detective Night Country and also What If. Yeah, yeah. There is just a really great wealth of native american heroes and stories yeah. being told and and i i'm i love it i think it's uh yeah it's great it's really great i and speaking of what if i the kahori character is my new favorite marvel character yeah like she's so cool and i i she did a great job i'm hoping they extend that out into live action yeah yeah and, me too it was great and uh yeah i i i know i jumped ahead with everything okay. but yeah so anyway I'm going to finish Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, I'm really, you know, kind of <laughs> pissed at myself. I mean, look, I, I've been a Scorsese fan forever. Right, I, right. I, I missed his last one. I think streaming is detrimental to him. Yeah. Because his movies need to be seen in the theater. Yeah. And yeah. and I started watching The Irishman, and I, 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 didn't, I didn't finish even, it. Didn't even bother. Yeah. Because it's just, it. I, I need to be... I need to put blinders on yes. and be yeah. locked too, into it. Too easily to get distracted at home. Because those movies yeah. deserve attention. They deserve your uninvited. Uh, uninvited. <laughs> uninvited and de- your stock those movies. Un- undivided attention. Thank you, Adam. Yes. No phones, no nothing. And yeah. that's why I'm kind of bombed. And and so when I, I go back to watching it, I'm going to make sure that I have the time to, right. to go through to and go watch through the, and whole the whole thing. thing. And yeah. Rather yeah. than getting sleepy. I, yeah. I have I have to take a plane ride soon, so I think I'm going to try to watch it on the plane. Oof, that just seems just seems bad because it's on yeah. a little screen. And... Yeah, it's not, I've I, I've been pretty lucky with the movies that I watch when I fly. Yeah, so right. I mean, you know. Uh, um. So, so but speaking of, we did watch the first two episodes of Echo. We did. Uh, with a, a Lockwa Cox, uh, and uh, um. Charlie Cox. Cox. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, it's the character from. She was introduced in uh, Hawkeye. 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 Um, but it, it kind of Marvel got got back the rights from their Netflix shows, and so they're trying to integrate Charlie Cox's Daredevil yeah. into the Marvel the MCU. And they did it a little bit. He was in the last Spider-Man movie, um, and and he was in uh, She-Hulk. 
Right. Uh, so they're trying to integrate them in. Where but he and She-Hulk had a little thing. Well, it's funny because in the I, in the comics, Echo and and uh, uh, Daredevil have a thing. Wasn't Daredevil deaf now too? No, no, he's just blind. Wait, not Daredevil. I was thinking of uh, Hawkeye. Can, Is oh, it Hawkeye, Hawkeye blind or deaf now? I think he's going deaf. Yes, I think that was the whole deal. Is that he was going deaf? Well, and, and let's not forget Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, Kingpin yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Well, it's not, you know. <laughs> I mean, it picks up. Uh, like, we haven't seen too much of him so far in the, in the second, uh, the first two episodes. Uh, but uh, Just a pretty crazy. But he's amazing. He's such an amazing actor. And, oh, yeah. And I, I'm curious. I mean, she's essentially, so far as we've gone into it, she started a war against him because, she, you know, what else is she going to do? I Killed her dad. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's got Zon McClernand, who is amazing. He was also he, he's in, in a ton of stuff. He was in Longmire, Reservation Dogs. Also, uh, Devery Jacobs from yeah. uh, Reservation Dogs plays her cousin Bonnie. Tantu Tom, Cardinal, who she is also from Reservation Dogs yeah. and Flowers yeah. of the Blood Killers Moon. of the Blood <laughs> Killers, <laughs> Killers of the Flower, of flower Moon. Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's a lot of Native Americans in this show, and a lot of them are going to be in. Pretty much everything we're talking about today. Which is great, because yeah. Tantu uh, Cardinal is an amazing actor. Yeah. And so is Zahn, and so is Graham Greene, who's Green been around forever. so good. Unbelievable. So good. Uh, Chasky Spencer, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, he owns the... Uh, he's like an uncle, I think. Yeah. But he uh, he's somehow... It's really great. The, my favorite thing about this series is that when she goes back home into to Oklahoma... They all use sign language. Yeah. Like they all, you know, she, as far as I know, is the only deaf person in their family. Yeah. But they all learned sign language. Yeah. Also, you know, just like Ms. Marvel, what I love about it is the family is so involved. And Blue Beetle, too. And that was like, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the movie Blue Beetle, but I love the familial aspect of it and how the whole family's involved. Right. And that's, it's very cultural, you know, within the Native American culture, yeah. within yeah. the Indian American culture, or, you know. Yeah. And... I love the fact that they bring in – it's not a stereotype. They seem to really bring in the culture, and we get to learn stuff. Right. You right. know, I learned – honestly, I learned a lot watching Ms. Marvel. Oh, about, yeah. About, they dealt with the partition, which I didn't know a ton about. Right. And it's not like right. it's a historical, factual, whatever, but it, it brings historical things in that most people don't know about. Right. Or a lot of people don't know about or remember. And I think Echo does that too. Yeah, I mean, this that, the beginning of the second episode where they're like essentially rather than fighting a war between two tribes, they're having a, some kind of sporting event. Yeah, it was like a cross <laughs> between rugby and, and uh, lacrosse. lacrosse. Yeah. yeah, it was really interesting. Very interesting. And, and whomever lost, they were they banned, banned from, from the from land. The tribe. Yeah. yeah, and uh, very very well done. And Alakwa Cox is. So good. Really, really good. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that she is deaf and she is an amputee and right. and, and she is such a badass. I mean, I, I love it because the more heroes we have, the more kids are going to get to see themselves as heroes yeah. Yeah. and be like, oh, well, I can be a hero too. Exactly. Maybe I don't have a leg, but maybe I can be a hero. These shows opening up people's eyes to different cultures – and, mm-hmm. and, and, and different ways of life, it's beautiful. I, I agree. I, 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 agree. I find it to be uh, so good. And, you know, like watching – it's so funny. Watching The Six Million Dollar Man, yeah. that was a really progressive show. Sure. In terms of, you know, for the time. Sure. 
you know, it wasn't like <laughs> this, but it just seems like we're, we're, we, we went from in the seventies, we were really rolling towards yeah. acceptance. And that's when the acceptance of, uh, the, uh, the LGBTQ community and and we had uh equal rights and we had right. feminism and we had civil rights and we had all of these things coming together and the possible uh decriminalization of marijuana and right. all of these right. things that we were heading towards a very progressive nation because we were so exhausted yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from all of the fighting from the 60s and then you know Reagan comes in and ruins it all but uh <laughs> I was I was just watching an episode of The Love Boat where yeah. Gopher had his college buddy, his college roommate, come onto the cruise, and his college roommate is now a woman. Oh. And it was 1982, and he at first is like, what? Yeah. And like confused, but then he's talking to Steubing about it, and Steubing is like, well, maybe it's something they'll get over. And he was like, no. Like, she is brave because she's living – the life that she wants to. Wow. And it, it was, yeah, it was like, especially coming from Gopher, because he eventually became a Republican <laughs> yes. congressman. But it like, heard him it say was, those words. It was really, it was really progressive. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that now, I mean, all the comments on it were like, yeah, nobody would make that now. No. Uh, you know, it's just a shame. I mean, at this point, I think that we're getting back to that. Yes. But like, it was such a progressive stance in, in, in a show that... Didn't have to be that way. Well, I think we have a good sense of uh, 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 progressiveness in entertainment. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. lot of the reason why there's so much pushback. Oh yeah, you know because yeah. people are like, "How dare you, indoctrinate?" You know? <laughs> nobody wants to. First of all, nobody wants to indoctrinate your stupid kids. No, you know if you you could lock your kid up in a room and and never let him see any TV right. or anything and just paste the the walls with pages of the Bible. Yeah. And he's still going to be, or she's still going to be, gay, lesbian, trans, bisexual, queer, whatever you want. Because yeah. that's called biology, my friends. Yeah. Nobody yeah. is trying to recruit your kids. You know who's trying <laughs> to recruit your kids? Right-wing crazies. Um, <laughs> and that's the last I'm going to say about it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I've really enjoyed uh, watching these shows integrate these um, different aspects mm-hmm. of different cultures seamlessly yeah. and not like, you know, in yeah, your face kind of, yeah, yeah, it's just part of the story. It's really interesting with like echo, which I know some people don't like, uh, for whatever reason, but like, it's interesting putting that against something like, like moon Knight, which yeah. I don't feel like did a good job of that. A horrible job of, of, of learning about the Egyptian culture and like, and all that. And it was, it was a plot device. It was just a British dude. Yeah suddenly becoming Egyptian. Right. And, and it just was like, okay. And it was an afterthought and it was a plot device and there wasn't anything that was uh, beneficial oh, about that. No. And it, and you didn't learn a damn thing. You, no. did, you also didn't learn a damn thing about DID because right. it was one of the worst, worst <laughs> portrayals of that I have yeah. ever seen yeah. since, you know, Ugh. anyway. Yeah. So such better shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah shows. look, we've, we're only one episode in, Two. 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 We've watched oh, yeah. two. Yeah. Two episodes. There's only Echo. five in the season. So, I mean, it's... I love it. it could, you could literally binge it a day, a night. We'll watch more today. I think it's great. I think Alakwa Cox is a firecracker. I think she's, she's super so badass. I think uh, she has a huge career ahead of her. Yeah, I hope so. I hope all of these people do. And Oh, and Cody Lightning, the greatest thing about the oh show... Oh, my God! We didn't even talk about Biscuits. <laughs> biscuits, her cousin. Is, F and Cody Lightning. So he makes it look so easy. He 
is the highlight of the year so far for me <laughs> in seeing. He's I, so good. I want to see everything Cody Lightning's done. His biscuits is just probably the most lovable character in the Marvel Universe <laughs> at this just, point. Yes. He tries he's, so hard, and he's, he's just so afraid of his grandma. He just <laughs> he just wants to hang out with his cousin. He, he loves his cousin. <laughs> the look he gave when he was driving his grandma's car. Is her truck <laughs> passed and she sees him and he sees her. It's he should get every torn, Emmy torn just for that crap. look. Yeah, it was so great. It oh, was my so God. Great. Cody Lightning. Oh, uh, so good. Standout star. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the, the big show. I mean, I watched. Uh, let's see. I watched the, the Ted series the, yeah. about the Teddy yeah. Bear. I was wholly surprised. I didn't think right. I was going to like it. I like the Ted movies. I've they got a fine. I've yeah. got a real love hate relationship with uh, Seth MacFarlane. Seth McFarlane. Yeah. Um, I think he's an s- extremely talented, clever yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, I think Family Guy's a little long in the tooth at this point. Very long in the tooth. <laughs> it just doesn't, unfortunately, and it's not its fault. It's just the humor is dated at this yeah, point. Yeah, we've, we've outgrown it. Yeah, We've outgrown yeah. those types of things. And he's not even writing for the show anymore. No. So, you know, he, he's not doing that. But... Um, <laughs> and you know, Mark Wahlberg, but uh, <laughs> but this show, it was great. And and the thing about Seth that I love is that he loves TV. He loves yeah. old sitcoms. He yeah. loves all this stuff. And in his work, you can tell the love. And this is a love letter, right, to eighties, nineties sitcoms, right. And it's got the formula, but it's just raunchy, you know? <laughs> Instead of them being like, uh, oh, trying pot and being like, that's a bad thing. We'll never yeah. do that again. Yeah. Well, they do it all the time. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's got such a stellar cast. You've got uh, Max Burkholder playing the young um, John, uh, you know, the, yeah, the Mark the Wahlberg character. The younger Mark Wahlberg character. Yeah. This kid, he was in Parenthood, the TV series. When he was super young, a little, yeah. b- little baby boy, playing a- an autistic kid, right? He was so absolutely good at that part that I honestly thought he might be autistic. Yeah, yeah. And then watching him in this, he sounds so much like he's got the accent down. Yeah, he sounds so much like him. He's such a better actor. He just transcends the part over and over again. <laughs> Plus, I love the kid. They, they, uh, I saw an interview with him. He's like, you playing any games? He's like, oh, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. He's like, I think I've logged in 190 hours <laughs> oh on my that. God. And they're like, holy shit. He's like, look, the strike hit. I had nothing to do. <laughs> my first playthrough, I went, and he's just like, wow, totally into it. Nice. Love this kid. So talented. Yeah. And, and he's done a lot of really impressive stuff. And the fact that he took this part and he's doing it, I just, I love him for nice. it. Nice, nice. The chemistry between he and the teddy bear are right. out of this right. world. Uh, Alana Ubach. I think that's how you name her. Ubach? Ubach, probably. Ubach. Uh, she's been around forever. She was on that uh, Beekman. Oh, uh, yeah. Beekman's World. Beekman's World. She was the, she was the weird crazy little, little assistant, assistant way back when. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> she's been on a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even recognize her. I had to look her up because her character is so different than anything she's ever done. Wow. Wow. Uh, and you got Scott Grimes playing the dad, Maddie. You know him from... Uh, 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 Brother, uh, Band of Brothers, he okay. was one of the mains. Uh, I think he plays the son in the American Dad TV, the animated show that oh, does Seth he? McFarland does. Okay. Um, you got Seth as Ted, and you've got Georgia Wingham playing the cousin who's absolutely 
awesome. I'm just, it's such a sweet, sweet show. And it's done, I, I was just completely uh, blindsided by it. Because right. I thought, oh, right. I'll, I'll check out the, fr- it's going to suck. I'll check out yeah, the first yeah. episode and then I'll be done with it. I watched the whole thing in a day. Yeah, because I just couldn't put it it's down. It's another another good show from Peacock. Yeah, like that. Whatever Peacock's doing over there, they're doing it right. And I will have to give this to Seth. Is he really nailed it on this one? And he really put together a show that's not only really funny and kind of subversive, but also has like one of the biggest hearts of any show. Yeah, ever. And even though the dad's a blustering, you know, eighties nineties a hole Vietnam vet weirdo, right. He still loves his family. He still loves his wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. got that. It, it, it does what these types of show, shows need to do, which is have an anchor of a heart. Right. Without right. being overly schmaltzy or sentimental. Right. right. And it nails it. And, nice. and I, I nice. recommend it 100%. I, I, mean, I will definitely have to watch that. And we're finishing up. Reacher's just about done. I yeah. Think. We, we're recording this a little early, so we're going to miss the finale by just a couple days. Um, but... Uh, I don't know what happened to the second season of Reacher. I don't either. And it really, really bums me out because I love the first season so much. Yeah, it was it was perfect. Yeah. It was pitch perfect. It was perfect. And 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 uh the, the whatever that is is just missing from season two. And honestly, I think it's it's the lead. Yeah. I, I don't I just don't know what he's well, but that also is the writing. I mean like it's Yeah, but his performance is so stiff. Yeah. And it's so... Yeah. But the writing is not good. No, and it's <laughs> not. But you can still have Reacher's personality. That's what I mean. But that's what I mean. It's not... I, I don't know when this was written. Alan when Anderson it was shot. Is great. He was yeah. great in the first season. I, I There's theories that it's somehow the writer's strike affected it, the acting. But I'm pretty sure they did all of it beforehand. All I know is that the, the easygoing, fun... Uh, funny, yeah. charming part of Reacher has been excised, and it's, it's he's like borderline weird. on the spectrum at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just him punching and strangling guys. He's way too big. He, he buffed out way too much. It's yeah. distracting, and it's 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 a deterrent to the role. And yeah, yeah. you know, and and it's just not that interesting. It, it's so many cliches, so many just silly things like. Not cuffing suspects or putting <laughs> loose cocaine in a in a in a tire. I mean, it's just like yeah, it's like a really bad. It's like the opposite of uh, Six Million Dollar Man. It's like a really <laughs> lazy seventies. Yeah, it's TV just, show. It's just not everything about it is lazy. Lazy, and that's it's that is lazy. It just makes me sad. I me too. They're definitely renewed it for another season because Let's it's see. still getting a lot of views, yeah. regardless. So I'm hoping that this, the third season is they choose better source material yes. and they choose a, a better book and then they choose, um, you know, to spend a little more time developing the scripts. The best Reacher books are the ones that are small. Yeah. The ones where he goes into a logging town and yeah. then there's a militia and he's got to help the, ca- you know, the town. And then there's a sheriff or somebody that he teams up right, with right. and a woman he falls in love with. Yeah. And, you know, it's just this small contain, you know. Uh, as we're watching the Six Million Dollar Man, we both remarked that Lee Child must have been an extreme oh, yeah. Bionic Man yeah, fan because yeah. it is basically the same thing without Bionics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it just sucks. I mean, I'm hoping they'll pull out a couple of good apps. I'm hoping the finale's good. I mean, that's all we got left. Yeah. So I'm hoping that yeah. it's somehow. I mean, because honestly, having read all the books, 
like you understand who Reacher is. What makes it interesting are yeah. the plots and like the people he meets and the characters he meets. Yeah. And and how he I reacts just, and deals these, with them. Yeah, and it's just these they forced all of the 110th and like it's like oh yeah no camaraderie and every time they would start singing a song i would just want to bury my crazy in my pillow you. i just i'm crazy like, no, I, yeah, yeah it just put the guitar away it buddy work. you're not it, at the beach we're not we're not <sighs> drinking california coolers down by the beach no. put your guitar away it just yes you're right it was all forced it just whoever was the showrunner this season it's the same person from well, the first you season you dropped the ball buddy yeah. I all just, of you. You that's all dropped made, the ball. I just don't know. I just don't know what happened and why it just isn't good. But then again, out of the 30 or so books, probably a third of them aren't very good. True. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, it's like, true. It's you know, they're just true. not. I shouldn't say they're not. They're not as good as the best ones. You know? Right. Yeah. Look, when you're writing 50 books, there's going to be a couple of stinkers. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Insomnia, from Stephen King. Oh, my God. But uh, <laughs> the only Stephen King novel I've never finished. Oh, that was a slog. And the only, the, the entire point of that whole book is a two two sentences yeah. that deal with the Dark Tower. Dark Tower, yeah. And that's yeah. the entire thing. Just yeah. read those two sentences, <laughs> and then you don't have to read the book. Uh, but I want to hear about what he's eating. Sure, sure. <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, and then the strings. Is that the one with the I, with the like the the strings? Maybe the, the you See, know that the auras a, that, might that were cut. No, I think that was Hearts and Atlantis. Oh, it might have been both. There was a he was on both. a weird little tip for a while. Yeah, well, he got sober and then it got weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always a, there's always that period uh, in the Just beginning. Got to hold, hold yourself back to reality. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's not horrible, but it's as huge huge fans of the books and big fans of the first season yeah. it's been a huge disappointment yep i have to unfortunately say um better uh we did watch the first episode of true detective night country oh baby and man i so good isa isa lopez who created the season uh she wrote and directed the first episode i don't think she directs most of them but she's a, a mexican uh filmmaker oh and has had like 17 movies made. Really? The last one that she did in 2017 called Tigers Are Not Afraid, uh, she wrote and directed. It has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've never heard of this movie. Do you know where it's streaming? No, I didn't. I, did, I wasn't able to find it. Um, but Stephen King, Neil Gaiman, and Guillermo del Toro all expressed how much they loved the movie. Uh, That's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. And I, just watching this first episode, oh, I just want to see everything she's done. Well, this, it's like the thing. Yeah. And it, it's got so many cool... It's got all the things I love. Yeah. Snow. It is a great <laughs> first episode. So good. And there's so many neat little Easter eggs that, that go all the way back to the first episode. Yeah. And even, you know, they're, they're, they even have the thing in the in the library oh, of yeah. the movies, yeah, yeah. you know? So it, there's just... I love all the neat little... Uh, blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. References yeah. and homages and things. And... My God, Jodie Foster is a master, an yes. absolute master. Yes. And and I, it's been a, I think it's been a while since because I did not, I, I I missed the, the movie that she did about the, right. uh, the swimmer, right? Uh, that right. NPR actually, she was an NPR journalist who was oh, da- uh, oh. Nyad, uh, Diana Nyad. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Who swam the, the English Channel, Channel or yeah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> one of those big bodies of water. <laughs> Her and Annette Benning. I missed that. I, I, I do want to see it, but. Sh- Man, she's so good in this. I, 
the writing is so good in this show. Uh, the establishment of the connection between the characters, like it's mostly just one or two lines, yeah. and it's and it's so good. Like it, but we know the tension. I yeah, the tension between her and Callie Reese, who yeah. she's a freaking boxer, and she's yeah. absolutely she's phenomenal. so incredible in this and fierce man with yeah. those piercing the little oh, cheeks God. and just the tats. tattoos yeah and just the muscles and yeah. just you know she is just imposing something like just immediately how much they just hate each other and oh my like, god yeah it's so good so good and it's it's gearing up to my favorite thing which is enemies becoming buddies yeah, and having to work to. together yeah. to solve a crime oh i'm getting all tingly oh. um but not only that but you have fiona shaw oh my god the whole like the end the end of that episode is so good, and she's following a dude without in through the snow, not wearing shoes. Yeah, and well, a ghost. Just and well, just spirit. That's the one line. Yeah. She's like, "Well, Travis showed me," and they're like, "But Travis is dead." And she's like, "Yeah, I know." Oh, <laughs> creepy! It's so good. And you got John Hawks, who is just an amazing actor. Oh my god, I can't wait to find out more about his character. Yes, like he's his characters. Old. Oh, he's uh, definitely showing his age now. But it's just it's just setting up such a crazy, weird. I, I want to know more. Yeah, I want to know more. It hooked me so deep. Is there going to be a, is Cthulhu going to come popping out of the ice? Is that who's awake? I mean, who? We don't and know. There, there is a one-eyed polar bear. <laughs> like it's, th- there's just so much weirdness yeah. that goes on. And yeah. like, but, but in a realistic way. Yeah. It's, it's the first show in a long time where I just cannot wait for the second yeah. episode. I just, yeah. I wish they were all available to binge. I know. It's going to be torture waiting for each episode. So I mean, excited. It, it's so good. It's such a great series too. Like all of the, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the second season, but yeah. it's, but I, I'm going to rewatch them again. I think, I think the second season suffered what a lot of times when I see a new uh, Coen brothers movie, what happens yeah. is I get so excited and my, and the buildup is so much that yeah. I, when I see it, it, it's not what I think it's going to be, and then I feel disappointed. But then when I watch it again and, and watch it for what it is, yeah. I lo- that happened to me with Big Lebowski. Oh yeah! Like at first, I was like, I don't know, <laughs> and then it became one of my favorite movies ever. It's it's so funny because I do that with every single Radiohead album. <laughs> I listen to it and I'm like, what is this? And then I'll listen to it again and be like, oh, yeah, because it's smart. Yeah. You mean smart stuff? You have to take a little time to yeah. To get into it's, it. But it's hard. It's really hard because Nick Pizzolatto did the first season. He literally wrote like a 400-page script. Yeah. And then they broke it down into 10 episodes. And and so he knew exactly what was going on the right. entire time. Second season, he was a producer. He wasn't yeah. involved in the writing. And, and, it, and it suffered, you know. Well, it was also lightning in a bottle. The whole yeah, Yellow yeah. King and the way that everything kind of, you know, right. it came together. It was so... Oh, so mysterious, good. Yeah. so weird, and, and the two leads were so amazing. amazing. And you know, no disrespect to uh, this goofy guy, Vince from, Vaughn. No disrespect to Vince Vaughn, but it's just he wasn't as interesting. He doesn't have yeah. Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey put in the performances of their lives. Plus, they're show. best friends, and yeah. and yeah. they work so well together. The chemistry yeah. that they have is just absolutely natural. Yeah. And whenever they're together, it's gold. It's right. absolute gold, and. Seeing their characters older and younger. I thought the third uh, one with uh, Mahershala Ali, who's great in everything. Oh, he's so good. He was amazing. So but the, the standout and the surprise for me was Stephen Dorff, who hasn't oh, done anything yeah. in a long time. Yeah. Always kind of seemed like a B-movie. I, I you know? did not watch the third season. I, I need it's to. definitely better than the second. Okay. 
And and Marashala is is you know transcendent. Yeah, he's such yeah. a good actor. Uh, and and like and Stephen Dorff again, such a great performance. I was just blown away by him. Wow. And he must be an a hole because he hasn't done any really work <laughs> since then and before. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this. I I, I I agree 100%. I am so excited about the next episode. Yeah. I am excited to see where it goes. It is going to be a masterclass. Oh, man. I have been waiting for this for months, and now that it's finally here, I am so excited. This is going to be, you know, hopefully, I hope it keeps up as it does. You know, I hope it keeps up with how great the first episode is because, yeah. man, this could be the best show of the year. Agreed. So what are you playing? Um, I am still playing Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima! Um, I haven't really played much of anything else. I have picked up a couple other games, but I just haven't really tried anything else yet. Yeah, I've been playing uh, Robocop? No, no, because I wanted to get through the Ghost of Tsushima again. I get it. And I did open up the director's cut, the expansion, yeah. uh, Iki Island, which is really good and way harder than, yeah. than anything else. So when they released the PS5 version, the PS5 upgrade, uh, they added a bunch of different stuff for the main story, but they also have an expansion of a whole new island. Yeah, uh, that uh, I haven't played, but Adam's playing right now. Yeah, it, it's it f- folds into his, the main character's past, uh, and and because his father was killed on that island, and and uh, and it's really interesting. It's a whole new like class of Mongols that come in, and like oh, nice. they have guys that do chants, and essentially makes everyone around them impervious to dying oh like it's hard well that's it gets great. really hard i love when the expansion adds new yeah. wrinkles and new yeah. things it's not just you know much more of the same but right. in a different right. island a different biome it's cool because then now because i think most people probably played it after they finished the story because i played it like halfway through yeah now all the stuff i got on the island i get to use for the rest of the game oh, that's so right it's, it's awesome yeah, yeah i i I need to download that. I keep downloading it and, and starting it, and then something new comes along that's a thousand gigs, and yeah. I have to, you know, Sophie's choice it. Yeah, and I had to basically delete everything to get uh, Jedi Survivor. Yeah, which you have finally finished. Oh man, thank you. By the way, of that course. was a Christmas present from Adam. Uh, it scratched an itch I didn't know I had. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been kind of just going from game to game. Yeah. Kind of like a 70s hero, just going <laughs> game to game, solve crimes, moving on. Yeah. But, uh, but I couldn't, nothing was really clicking with me. And then as soon as I popped this in, I, yeah. it, it hit me to like, I'd be up until two in the morning <laughs> playing. And I jammed through this probably in two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I just couldn't put it down. It, it has all of the, it clicks, ticks all the boxes that I love. Customization, yeah. amazing story, Star Wars, yeah, Easter eggs. The, the story is so good, and it does a really good job of just kind of making you feel comfortable for a while, and then just pulling the rug out from under you nice. and changing everything. And even at the beginning, there's a lot of death. It's a much more mature story okay. than the than the Ooh, first one. Yeah. Um, and the character is older and funnier and more. Uh, seasoned, so he, yeah. he's more of a kind of a rogue, mm-hmm. but still a Jedi, but yeah, not a Jedi. Yeah. Like he, he's he's falling in love, and he's doing There's, all these yeah. different things, and he makes choices uh, that make it really interesting that other Jedi, quote unquote, right. haven't really made. And by the time you get to the end of the story, you know he's integrated all this shit that you're like, whoa, wow. this is a new whole new kind of deal, right? right. And 
it's probably the best Star Wars story oh. uh, th- that I've experienced in a long time. And that's even like movies and TV yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, uh, Andor, of course, was, yeah. you know. But, uh, but it's just, it really hooked me. It's gorgeous. Yeah. There's, there were some glitches. There were some problems. There was a few yeah. things, but nothing game-breaking or nothing that completely took me out of the immersion right, or anything. Right, And I even went back and started a, a new game plus, basically, to see there is a, <laughs> if you finish it and you start a new game plus, there's a, <laughs> a lightsaber color that's like a party color, and it just oh, changes really? <laughs> over and over. <laughs> nice, nice. And you can get red oh, after yeah, that, too, because, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's the bad guy color. Um, but but I just, it, it grabbed me. It didn't let go. Cool. And it, it was also one of those things that, you know, once I finished it, I just couldn't play anything for a few days. You right. know, you're just right. kind of exhausted. <laughs> just kind of <sighs> take a breath. And... And, and, and thinking about it, too, it, it, it really kind of flew under the radar last year. There were so many great games. Yes. Yeah. It was so a good year. Great it was games. a good year. Yeah, I think it was one of the best years for games since, like, the PS2. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, we haven't had this many solids in in a while. But that's that took up my time. And I'm looking forward to playing the RoboCop game when you're done. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to pick that up because I think the story only takes like 10 or 12 hours, so nice. I'm going to pick that up after I finish Ghost of Tsushima, which honestly at this point I've literally gotten all of the trophies, so nice. it's like I might just bang through the story just to get it done. Yeah. Um bang but, bang through it. But we'll see. Also, I am I am going to be traveling for a little while, so possibly you could just play RoboCop and nice. probably be done with it by the time I get back. Probably. <laughs> I might sneak in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I 100% recommend that game if you're a Star Wars fan, if an action game fan, yeah, whatever. The 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 thing that I love the most about it is they added there's four five different stances that you can choose mm-hmm. from. There's single blade, double blade, then the cross, you know, the blade like uh, Darth Maul, the two ends, the two yeah. ends, mm-hmm. and then you've got the Kylo Ren cross saber. Yeah. Which is like a claymore. It's like a you know right, giant right. broadsword. And then my favorite, which I played through ninety percent of the game, was the blaster stance, where you can use a saber in one hand and a blaster in the other. Nice. And man, it just changes the whole game. It just makes <laughs> it so much fun because the Jedi games are getting a little. That's why I'm looking forward to uh, Star Wars Outlaw so much. Right, right. Because it doesn't look like we got the Jedi's. Yeah, it's just yeah. the rogues. We, we don't. Yeah. And I think we need it. And this was kind of a mix of it. And they, it didn't take itself as seriously as it did the first time. Nice. Cut limbs off and stuff. And nice. Good times. Nice. I highly recommend it. All right. Well, I think that's all we got. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, start a new month. Brand new month. It's, uh, it's, our, it's our first loves. Yeah. It's since it's the... The month of love. Yeah. We're going to say Halloween, but no, <laughs> it's, it's, a, no it's not Halloween. It's Valentine's Day. Valentine's. Uh, but uh, we're doing, for me, Six Million Dollar Man, which we spoke about, mm-hmm. which was the first show that made me love TV, I suppose. It just, yeah. It was the first show that I played along with. I had my little, you know, my little. Not little, it was big ass doll. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 the stepdad hated that. Oh, he hated it so much. But I didn't. But uh love my Steve, my Steve doll. Love the show. It was just the greatest show ever. Yeah. We'll be talking about it next week. And then for Adam, that was Quantum Leap. For Quantum you. Leap, yeah. That was the first show that I made my parents let me stay up and watch. Same. So I think yeah. for for yeah. uh 
Six million. Six million. I, I will admit, I've very much been enjoying watching Six Million Dollar Man. Well, I'm looking forward to 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 getting back to Quantum Leap because I really love Quantum Leap when yeah. it was on. I, yeah. w- I you know, Scott Bakula. He's oh, a great yeah. guy. And it's then, another and and uh, uh, Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell. Oh my God! It's just I love the t- again time travel nerd going to the time travel stuff. I loved it. I loved the idea of being able to get into someone else's body and then being that person. Yeah, and sounds pretty sexy. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then we'll end the month out with uh, Stephen King, right? Which is basically what got us both, you know, really supercharged our love for reading. Yes, and. Uh, for me, it, it, as soon as I read his first book, which I think was uh, – for for me, I think the first one was Salem's Lot when I was way too young for it. Yeah. Um, it, it, he was my favorite writer from then on yeah. to this day. That was uh, – I did the same thing. I was way too young and I read It. Oh, Jesus. And I read that over the course of like a year and a half. I've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, at my grandma's, grandma's house. I just, every time we visited, I'd read another chapter. That's so cool. Yeah, it was uh, – it got a little weird at the end. Got a little weird <laughs> in the middle too. Uh, but yeah, it's, it'll, it's just going to be a love fest next month. It'll be a lot of fun because we're so passionate about these yeah. different things because they hit us as kids, you know – it's always fun to talk about lifelong loves. Right. And for me, you know, it's not like, oh, I watch The Bionic Man all the time, you know, but watch it every year. I really, honestly, I don't think I've seen it since the 70s, since it wow. ended. Wow. Yeah. Since and, it ended, yeah. and it's just, I can't stop watching it. <laughs> I've watched so many episodes. I feel like I'm in the 70s. You have to stop at some point, too, because it's just, it gets... Your mind just gets weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, it's so much such a fun show. It's so great. It's such a fun show. I love the. Car I'm excited phones. to talk about it. It'll oh, be fun. good times. Yeah, definitely tune in next month for our first loves. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in this month. We had yeah. a great time. Uh, again, if you haven't seen these three movies for some bizarre reason, get your butt and see them. Get check them out. Throw them in your collection, and uh, we'll be back. As much as I absolutely adore, adore. Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. Thank you. Yeah. You adore him so much you can't remember his goddamn <laughs> name. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Benson. Already in progress. 